Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today, we're going to be taking a look at Oli Mayers, who's performing live at Cardiff International Arena. It's a seven-truck show, so slightly bigger than a medium-sized show. And it's looking pretty big. It's video wall heavy. So you have got a big handful of lights. They're not doing most of the legwork. It'll be the screens that are doing the legwork because the screens will bleed out a lot of the lighting effects. So you have an LED screen wall, stage left and stage right. Then you have an LED screen arch that is as high as the lighting grid all the way down to the top tier of the stage. The stage is in two tiers. And directly underneath the uh, archway you have some steps going from the uh, top tier of the stage down to the main stage now the uh, top tier of the stage stage left you've got the uh, keys and stage right you have the drum riser and those are also got LED screens surrounding the top tier of the stage the steps underneath the archway in between the two uh, risers have got LED trims on there I believe the uh, frame of the LED arch has also got LED trims on there as well and possibly and definitely on all the lighting trusses as well. You have on stage left and stage right on the LED screen you have three cutouts where you have a nice bouquet of flowers one above the other on it coming out of the walls. So it's an interesting thing to do and it's replicated on stage left and stage right. So lighting bar wise you have three lighting bars, you've got the front house bar which has pretty much got profile units on there for face light. You have LX1 and LX2, so LX1 is a full bar and that goes across the whole stage and then you have LX2 which is the upstage bar which will be backlighting using yet again more LED profiles and a few washers but that's in two halves because the LED archway is taking up the position of the bars. Also from in the vertical plane on stage left and stage right you have two lighting bars which cross lighting the stage. One is slung down from the other so you've got the big one with some LED units on there with some LED profile and wash units and then a smaller one slung on directly underneath it with some more AD profiles and uh, wash units. Upstage, on the lower portion of the stage, you have a handful of floor moving light LED profile units, and behind the archway upstage, you have some more AD profile units as well. So, lighting wise, that's all I can tell for tell at the moment. There may be some more that will come out of the woodwork later on as the show goes on when they start flashing it out. So, sound wise, Stage left and right you have uh, the main line arrays which are uh, 2 wide and 12 deep. You have slightly behind them they've flown the subs which are um, 6 high and uh, 2 wide. And set a little bit further back you have at 45 degree angle for surround sound effect you have another smaller line array which is only uh, 6 deep and 2 wide. So the stage has a thrust section on it that is coming out three panels and is uh, two panels wide. So nice little thrust section there. And the Mojo Barrier follows this around, which is also their own Mojo Barrier as it is chrome as well. So it's looking pretty good and near enough all set up ready to go by this point of the, of the day. So let's go over the uh, 
background of Ollie Murs and his supporting artist who happens to be scouting for girls, so let's take a look. Oliver Stanley Murs, born 14th of May 1984, is an English singer-songwriter and television presenter. He was contestant of the sixth series in the of the television music show competition The X Factor in 2009, which he finished as runner-up. Following the show, Murs was signed to RCA Records and Sony Music in the United Kingdom and Columbia Records in the United States. In 2010, Murs released his self-titled debut album, which entered the UK charts album at number two and was certified double platinum by the British phonographic in industry. The album included the hit singles Please Don't Let Me Go and Thinking of Me. The following year he released his second album In Case You Didn't Know which entered the charts at number one and resulted in two number one singles with Heart Skips a Beat and, a dan and Dance With Me Tonight. In 2012 he released his third album Right, right Place Right Time and released, six and released six singles from it. The first, Troublemaker, was his fourth number one as of December 2014. Mercer sold over 10 million records worldwide. In 2014, Mers released the single Wrapped Up featuring gym class heroes Travi McCoy, which peaked at number three. This was the first single to be released for his, from his fourth album, Never Been Better, which entered the charts at number one. It was followed by a second single, Up, featuring American singer Demi Lovato. In 2016, he released his fifth album, 24 Hours, which debuted at number one in UK albums chart, followed by sixth album, You Don't Know, I Know. In 2018, after splitting with RCA Records, Mers released his seventh album, Mar uh, Marry Me, in 2022. In, 20, in 2011, it was announced that Mers would return to The X Factor to co-present its spin-off show, The Extra Factor, with Caroline Flack. In 2015, it was announced that Mers would be re reunited with Caroline Flack to replace Dermot O'Leary as co-presenter of The X Factor in Series 12. Since 2018, Mers has been a judge on and coach on The Voice UK. In 2012, he began presenting Starstruck on ITV. Mers has come from Wilfram in Essex, the son of Vicky Lynn and Pete Mers. He has a twin brother Ben and a sister and a sister called Faye. He is of Latvian descent and his great and his great grandparents were Edward and Catherine Mers. He, he attended Hobridge Junior School in Wilfram and no and Notley High School in Braintree, Essex, where he was a striker at the school's football on the school's football team. Prior to the X Factor, Mers worked at Kitchens Direct as a as a telemarketer and then a recruitment consultant at Prime Appointments in Wilfram and performed as part of a covers band called the Small Town Blaggers with a friend John Goody. He also appeared on the game show Deal or No Deal in 2007 where he won £10. Mers returned for a celebrity version in the show in 2012 which made him the only person to appear on the programme as a contestant twice. In uh, 2008, he travelled to Australia back along the Gold Coast for three months. It was upon his return that he decided, having tried out unsuccessfully t twice in the past, when he failed to make it past the stage where he, where he had to audition in front of the producers to re-audition for The X Factor again. So Oli Merz's discography is Oli Merz in 2010, In Case You Didn't Know in 2011, Right Place, Right Time in 2012, Never Been Better in 2014, 24 Hours in 2016, You Know I Know in 2018, Marry Me in 2022. And 
on tour headlining his tours were in case you didn't know in 2012 right place right time tour in 2013 never been better tour in 2015 24 hours tour in 2017 you know i know tour 2019 summer tour 2021 and marry me tour in 2023 and he supported jls's out of this world tour on the uk leg in 2011 one directions up all night tour the usa leg in 2012 and robbie williams take the crown stadium tour in 2013 so i'm not going to go over his uh, x factor accolades and whatnot because in my opinion he's grown from x factor and uh, he may not be one of the artists that i would uh, prefer to listen to but he's an artist in his own right and no one can take that away from him especially now he's distanced himself away from the x factor so now let's take a look at scouting for girls scouting for girls are an english pop rock band their name is a play on the title of 1908's scouting handbook scouting for boys the band was formed in 2005 by three childhood friends from london Royce Ride on piano and lead guitar vocals, Greg Churchhouse on bass guitar and Pete Ellard on drums. They signed to Epic Records in 2007 and released their self-titled debut album in September that reached number one in the UK albums charts in 2008. To date, it has sold over one million copies in the UK. Scouting for Girls has worked on their second album, Everybody Wants to Be on TV, and was released in April 2010 and that peaked at number two in the album chart it was preceded by the single this ain't a love song which went to number one in the uk singles chart for two weeks to date scouting for girls have achieved eight top 40 singles sold over two million records and received over one billion streams they have been nominated for four brit awards and one ivan novello award the founder members had known each other since childhood stride and ellard met at the club scouts in church house and church house met stride in their first day at school at queensmead school in south right in West London. They attended the school until 1998, then moved on towards a music career. At the age of 15, Roy and Greg were playing together in small gigs in West London. It has been noted that the band was looking for a spirited way of removing themselves from the drudgery of their everyday lives. Looking to the whimsy of childhood fantasy through through playing a moog organ, Churchhouse had observed on several occasions that playing bass is something he wanted to pursue as the bass has two less strings. Before the band was signed to Epic Records, they ran their own fan club, the Wolf Club, through their MySpace site. The name was a wordplay similar to the band's name and was partly based on Dennis and Me Dennis the Menace fan club. Members of the fan club were called Wolf Cubs and received a welcome pack put together by the band which included a CD of recent demos, a membership card which, al which allowed discounted entry into their gigs, a regular SFG newsletter similar to the famous Scarsting for Boys guidebook, when the band signed their record deal, they carried on producing the membership packs for, for new fans on the road until the demand became too high to deal with. However, the Wolf Club still exists in reference to the band's fans. So current members are Roy Stride on lead vocals, guitar, keyboards and piano, Greg Churchhouse on bass, backing vocals and Peter Ellard on drums. 
So the uh, discography for Scouting for Girls is Scouting for Girls in 2007, Everybody Wants to Be on TV in 2010, The Lights Between Us in 2012, Still Thinking About You in 2015, The Trouble with Boys in 2019, Easy Cover in 2021, The Place We Used to Meet in 2023. Well that's a nice little bit of info and now let's have a look at how they're getting on with their show. So Scouting for Girls, well... The preset was a kabuki uh, in the background and then they also had their uh, logo which was a cloth with a house and their logo on top of this uh, of this picturesque house that looks like it was from the area that I grew up in. Anyways I digress. So what they also did was they shone some lights on there and made it look sepia which looked pretty um, nostalgic especially for me considering that's a similar design of house to what I grew up in anyways that being said so then the intro started and for the for the intro they had the Superman theme as their overture then uh, banks of LED profile from the front of the house bar were uh, scanning the audience and then scouting for girls came onto the stage lighting wise Scouting for Girls just had basic wash after basic wash and each wash was a two-tone so it's always red with blue or blue with amber and so on and so forth and that was all backlighting them. Then uh, the face light came from the side lights on the uh, overhead trusses on the vertical plane. Now in places, uh, in places of their set the uh, backlighting profiles were used to scan and light the audience and then you just have the minimum lights on the stage uh, just washing them so nothing too spectacular they were just there to be lit now sound wise they had the clarity but there was no punch so and what I mean by punch is you just couldn't feel the bass there was no meat to uh, the sound which is unfortunate and a while ago many years ago I came up with a an expression of this and it's the first I'm going to use this expression on this podcast so because there's no meat to any of uh, Scouting for Girls set no, no punch no meat the term is vegan sound because that is, is essentially what it was it was pure veganism there was no nothing of substance to it nothing no subs no sustenance in the sound no nothing just a bit of sound with clarity and it was just unbearably quiet as opposed to ear shattering and loud now performance wise skating for girls didn't sound like their cd but i did but yet again i put it down to the vegan sound but they did have stage presence so where the audience were interact the audience were constantly interacting with the band and vice versa and they're having fun on stage it was like a group of lads just having fun doing what they're doing and what and doing what they're doing best as in playing in their band together as friends in front of everyone in front of all their supporters and fans so that's essentially what it was and they did really well it's just a shame that they had a vegan noise boy so with Ollie Mers, the kabuki was still up in place from uh, Scouting for Girls and that just covered the whole front of the stage. Then Sex Bomb 
by Tom Jones was playing as the overture. When the song finished, the house lights faded down and the kabuki dropped and uh, stage managers just quickly ripped it off the floor. So it revealed the LED uh, video wall and the LED video arch. And Ollie Mers was there with his back to the audience in silhouette. Then the VT started with, uh, wedding, with the sound of wedding bells. And then, as soon as the bells finished, Onimers turned around and began to sing. Lighting-wise, just as I suspected, the LED video wall the, uh, the, was definitely, definitely the backbone of the uh, of the show, especially the uh, video arch as well, and the uh, video screens on the stage left and stage right band risers. So they just were the legwork, and it and. And they were perfectly synced to uh, Ollie Mer's vi music videos or tour VT videos, as well as having live camera feeds as well. So it all blended very, very nicely and in perfect synchronized timing. So lighting-wise, you basically had the face light and uh, basic washes on the stage, and then you had the LED profiles doing some. Uh, some punches uh, towards the audience to emphasize parts of the songs then you had the led truss trims which were being used uh, in the same way as the mold as mold phases would be used and you know for interacting with the audience in between songs and then the same led uh, truss trims would be used to chase and emphasize other parts of the songs now sound wise only Mers was far louder than scouting for girls which made Oli Mers sound louder than he was. There was more meat in the sound mix as the sound was the bottom end of normal in the uh, volume. The clarity was uh, not was a, a nice balance, especially where the uh, where especially where you had the click track being mixed flawlessly with the live instruments. So, how was Oli Mers? Well, from start to finish. He lost, he lost more and more clothes as he went, as a, as the show went on, until a point where he did a uh, quick costume change, and he went from uh, being dressed all in white to to being to wearing near uh, near enough, well, to be wearing a uh, white vest and a white and his white trousers from earlier on, and then that changed to an all black shirt and all black trousers. Anyways, anyways, the audience loved it. So, at one point, Oli Mers actually got off the stage and went down to this um, older fan who was there specifically to watch a duet with Oli Mers and Tom Jones. But unfortunately, this was fake news that got leaked out for whatever reason and by persons unknown, claiming that Tom Jones would be here on, on the tour as a support, but he was not. So she was expecting to be able to throw something such as knickers, I would assume, at Tom Jones as as the ladies from her generation would, but he weren't there. So what did Ollie Mers do? He went down and gave a little peck on the cheek, on both cheeks, and she was gobsmacked and she loved it. And so did the audience, I have to say. There, are part, there was a part of the show where Ollie Mers reminded the audience that he was getting married this year, and he was a, and he received a very tongue-in-cheek boo from the audience. And then he went on to say that he wasn't get, that he wasn't married yet. And then the audience let out a very loud cheer. Ollie Mers interacted well with the audience and fans, and they received him very, very well. This show was great value for money. 
but I did feel it was a bit on the short side with a 10-15 finish of the main show and a one show and a one song encore. I did feel that it could have gone on to half past and then have the encore. And but then again, for uh, being a solo artist on stage holding the show very very well on his own. You couldn't fault him for it. You really could not fault him for it. He did a very good job and the audience definitely received value for money with the quality of performance that they received, especially with Oli Merz's stage presence and proactive interactions with the audience. Definitely a show for the fans. If you liked today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, want to check out more content from Master X Media by clicking the link in the description below. And we shall catch you next time. Bye for now.